just to let you know, the whole Afro house dance class uses joint joint. <laughs> I did not know that. We all use it. Welcome, listeners, to Overexpressed and Out, hosted by me, Jenny Burkholder. And me, Roseanne Liberti. Thanks to all who listened to season one of Overexpressed and Out. And welcome to our new listeners. Overexpressed and Out takes you on a weekly outing that outs amazing women and their outward expression of healing. Today's guest is Jackie Bowers. Thank you, Jackie, for joining us on Overexpressed and Out. We are thrilled and honored for you to be here with us today. Thank you for having me. Jackie Bowers is a licensed massage therapist who's been practicing massage therapy for 15 years. She has worked with adults and children and specializes in oncology massage. Currently, she is part of the integrative health team at the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, working with children going through cancer treatment. She's also worked with Unite for Her as a provider of oncology massage for breast and ovarian cancer patients, and has been involved with many of Living Beyond Breast Cancer's events for the breast cancer community. Along with her massage work, she is also the founder of Joint Joint, a company that produces organic, full-spectrum hemp, CBD balm, and other topicals to soothe aches and promote stress relief. Joint Joint is being used on cancer patients struggling with neuropathy at the Sidney Kimmel Cancer Center at Jefferson Hospital and with Penn Medicine's head and neck surgery patients as part of a cancer survivorship program. So Roseanne, when did you first meet Jackie? I first met Jackie at an LBBC event this past summer. I was hopeful to meet her after using Joint Joint Bomb which was the only topical that did and still brings relief to the pain in my hands and feet from neuropathy. In my mind, Jackie is just brilliant for formulating such an effective product. So I had to meet her, and I found her at the event, and I introduced myself, and here we are. I also knew of Jackie through you, Jenny, and her fabulous sister, Kristen Bowers Alvarez, our favorite esthetician in Philadelphia. Roseanne, I first met Jackie mm, probably in around 2016, and Jackie's massage therapy studio was right down the hall from my yoga studio, and everybody in my yoga school raved about Jackie. They had all been to Jackie and had a massage by Jackie. Everybody was like, you've got to go meet her. So finally, I did, and I went back and looked at my calendar today, Jackie, and I had been seeing you from 2016 until the day I was actually diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer. So on December 31st, 2019, I came to you. Now I'm getting emotional. Mm -hmm. After I had heard from Dr. Fox, my oncologist at the time, and I realized that you and I had been sort of wrestling with this. Um, we had been talking about what to do with this pain. So on that day, I finally found out that this was what I had, which was metastatic breast cancer. So let's begin. Jackie, tell us something that brings you joy and why. I would say one of my all-time favorite things in life is music. It's my 
go-to healing balm, I guess you'll say, in addition to plant plant medicine. But music, since I was a kid, has always been my favorite thing. I feel like it's accessible almost all the time. Even if you don't have a device to listen on, you can have a tune in your head. <laughs> and it, I think it's just a great way to process feelings and emotions. And it's, it's definitely at the top of my list in terms I love to see live music. It's, it's a passion for sure. Now my taste is pretty eclectic. You know, massage put me in the realm of a lot of ambient music. I think in my massage practice, I became known for curating a certain type of playlist. I'm not always into like the generic spa music. I like to kind of create what feels like a little movie soundtrack when you're you're getting your massage. So a lot of different ambient artists. There's a woman named Mary Lattimore. She's a harpist. And I never thought of that harp would appeal to me. But I saw her maybe about six or seven years ago uh, open for another performer at Johnny Brenda's in Philly. And she's kind of like this avant harpist, but it just blew me away. I got the goosebumps and the chills and the hair standing up, all of that. So that's just one little example of how music, seeing live music, being in the presence of it really lights me up. Jackie, tell us about the work you do in the world and how you found your way to this work. I'm a licensed massage therapist. I guess I kind of came into that accidentally. I had an unusual upbringing where I wasn't allowed to pursue a secondary education after high school. It was restrictive religious environment where that was like kind of a no-no. So I spent a lot of my, you know, a good through my 20s and a lot of my 30s, just kind of job hopping um, with no real skill. And, you know, it gets hard to do that after a while. I became interested in massage therapy. I was in a car accident in my early 20s and was able to receive professional massage therapy as part of the treatment after that accident. So it was my first exposure to professional body work. I became a believer pretty quickly. Also, I think from a young age, was pretty dialed into the way stress affects my own body aware of muscle tension. I would get tension headaches as a kid. Later in my uh, mid-30s, trying to figure out how I was going to strategize making a living moving forward, I thought, you know, maybe I can figure out pursuing a career in massage therapy and worked it out to go to school and get the training. I had a, a sense of what I felt like my opinion of what I thought a good massage is. And I think a big part of that is feeling that the practitioner is present. It doesn't always have to be the same technique. And so as I started to learn massage therapy, I think that was something I tried to really stay connected to, that just like be present. And then I think... I think like a level of surrender started to happen as I started to work with people. People come to you and there are a lot of layers to a person feeling very humbled by like this person is seeking out care. 
and just going into a session, drawing on your training as a massage therapist, but also this kind of surrendering to whatever the other forces are that exist, kind of like, I'm just going to offer this session up, so to speak, for for guidance by whatever whatever it is that's out there and just see how intuition leads me and you know it took me a while to kind of get to that place you know probably a year or two into massage of just kind of approaching it from this sort of place of surrender like all right we're two humans here together the intention is helping this person on the table to align with whatever it is they need to align with to feel better, whether it's on a spiritual level, emotional level, physical level. And so just really just kind of not going into a session with this really set in stone idea of what has to happen in that session, but just sort of going with the flow and the intuition and I, I think whenever you do something enough and approach it from that place of letting go, you get to tune in in a certain way. You know, like going back to music, you know, musicians, where that's their whole world, they will often hear sound in ways we don't pick up on nuances. And it, it, it's like a whole next level experience. So I think if you just open yourself up to a certain type of tuning in, that that will happen. You talk about this idea of tuning in. I'm wondering if you can speak about that and then how joint joint its genesis and how you came to that idea and what it's all about. Sure. I mean, it's a whole combination of things. One, I've always been fascinated by the power of plants. Initially got into essential oils and reading about the different constituents of the oils and, and the way they can help people feel better on many levels. Also, just years of full-time massage, doing many sessions in a week, started to take a toll on my own body. Some pretty severe joint pain in my own hands, arms, shoulders. And, you know, it was at a point like I need to figure something out you know, this is my only source of income. I love doing it, but I need to find a way to stay in the game. I wanted to create something that would help me deal with some of that discomfort, as well as something to offer to my clients. I wanted to have give folks something they could use between sessions to help manage some of their discomfort. Also, not everyone can get a massage as often as they'd like for financial reasons, schedule reasons. So putting something in a jar that can be used to sort of hold someone over, get you through your day. Also, sometimes something tangible at home that represents care. Can There's some power in that. It's like seeing a little jar of something as a reminder, like, oh, I need to take care of myself. And then, you know, creative expression, too. I think a big, an underestimated part of wellness is creative expression. It's just as important as, you know, our physical well-being is, you know, what brings joy into being a human is when we can make something or be creative with something. How did you come to design the product? I always work backwards. So I I knew I wanted to experiment with something 
cannabis or hemp based, but also include some of the other plant-based ingredients I came to really love, some essential oils that are just as powerful. I had an idea in mind, but, you know, I came up with the name first (laughs) because I'm a goofball. I'm like, how about a product called Joint Joint? And then from there started working on what the specific formula would be. My sister that you mentioned, she is an amazing skincare specialist. She has had training in professional product formulation. So I started picking her brain. She helped me in some of the initial phases with actually the Joint Joints CBD infused body butter. She helped a lot with that. That helped get me started. But prior to her helping me with that, I already had the balm in mind. I just didn't know how to make it. So I started doing a lot of research and experimenting and the name, the body butter, and then the balm. But I started experimenting on my clients. I know, Jenny, you are one of those early... This stuff works. (laughs) Let me tell you, everybody, <laughs> Roseanne knows, I know, Jackie knows, many people know, it works, it works. It works. It's well, amazing. It's an amazing product. Thank you. Well, that's what, you know, whenever you do something new, it's it's scary. And, you know, as I said, part of this was wanting to help myself feel better, too. So I was like, I wasn't interested in just putting a snake oil out there just to make money. I was like, I, I need to help myself feel better, too. But it was very helpful getting feedback from people as I started to use it. And then getting feedback, it started to get out of my little network work. And I started to get some phone calls from people I didn't know saying, hey, I got your cream from so-and-so and think it's effective for me. So that that helped me to keep keep going with it. I just want to say that I'm I'm so impressed with your understanding of the science. I, I love that you can articulate that and that you really know what you're doing. I think that's not always the case. How did you learn all of that science? Uh, I'm a pretty big nerd, so just (laughs) go down a lot of rabbit holes of just doing my own research. Had some training through the American Herbalist Guild on cannabis medicine, just a lot of self-education reading, just from perusing online, weaseled my way into some seminars. There's still a lot to a lot for me to learn, though. But I found that a topical application is really effective for people looking for local pain relief. And that's a big appeal to people these days, especially if you're going through other treatment for a health issue. Maybe you're taking a lot of other medications. It lessens the burden on other body systems. What would you say to a woman prohibited from pursuing higher education or access to a professional career. What would you say to someone today? I would say seek out whatever, talk to someone and don't be afraid. Just visualize yourself where you want to be and talk to someone. And that's something I was terrified to do when I was younger. You you have, you know, in the yoga world, you know, dharma, you have to live your dharma, you, whether even though it's going to be imperfect, 
nothing ever rolls out perfectly. You have to be your authentic self and pursue your path. And so don't give up and just reach out to someone and don't be afraid. There are people out there who will listen and care and help you get to where you want to go. Jackie, one of our other guests this season is a survivor of pediatric cancer. My question is, what can you sense about the difference between working with children in oncology and working with adults? That's a great question. I think with children, there's a maybe an amplified heaviness to it. They're just starting off in life. You know, we think of kids, there's so many things they can have yet to pursue in life, so many experiences. No matter the the outcome of their treatment, there's this chunk of time where they're missing out. And, you know, as you both know what cancer treatment feels like, you know, it's a it's a huge disruption at a time when you're learning, should be learning and exploring and goofing off. It's a, it, it, I guess what I'm trying to say is it thrusts them instantly into what we view as more like adult issues. They kind of, it's like they're losing childhood in a way. But despite all of that, you know, some of these kids are just amazing at how they find ways to cope and navigate. Not that, you know, you can go into a room and there's there's deep depression. So it's not I'm not saying, you know, even even these kids that find these amazing ways to navigate, there's still days that are incredibly hard. I think it's not so much a difference between working in the pediatric population versus adult, but it's really emphasized to me that the, my role is just to be another human present with them to be that conduit of like a loving force and not being attached to any specific outcome. How do you manage that as a practitioner coming into those situations? It's hard to to be honest. I'm still figuring that out. If you want me to be totally honest, I was actually just this morning talking to a friend saying that I've really found a need to step up my own self-care. I I actually have scaled back on a lot of I, I've been considered sort of an energizer bunny. I'm the type of person that can run from here to there and do a million things in a day. And I've just found a need to scale back and make sure I'm really taking care of myself so that I can be present, fully present for these kids. You appear to be so in tune with the way stress and well, just life in general, lays upon the body and how it sits with one. Can you tell me about the relationship you see between suffering and healing? Healing comes from 
a place of acceptance. And that place of acceptance can reduce suffering. Suffering is heightened, I think, when we're resistant to a situation. But at the same time, you have to, you know, suffering is, I, I don't want that to be misinterpreted. Suffering is real. <laughs> and it's not, that's not just a like, if you accept it, you'll feel way better. That's not what that, that's not where I'm going with that. I think that when we are suffering, giving yourself permission and that it's part of the human condition. So I guess it's that permission. I kind of connect that with the acceptance piece, like giving yourself permission to be in the space that you're in. And when you're in that, it can lead to healing. Sometimes maybe it's just emotional or like a spiritual healing. Sometimes it's also physical. Sometimes it's all three of those things. I think it's different for everyone. The idea of transforming mm -hmm. a suffering to a healing. And I wonder what that feels like for yourself, how you find yourself supporting others in that process. Yeah. So I think that, you know, for myself, I've all, you know, as I mentioned before, I've always felt a pretty direct connection to the way stress manifests in my own body. And when steps are taken to eliminate that stress or at least reduce it or find a way to, to cope with it or shift perspectives on it. You know, sometimes it means seeing a practitioner who's going to help work through the physical manifestations of whatever that is. You know, your issues are stored in your tissues. <laughs> Body keeps the score kind of thing. So sometimes seeing another wellness practitioner, whether it's massage or there's a craniosacral therapist that I love to see or a Reiki practitioner, or acupuncture, or whatever, you know, seeing someone who can be that conduit for you to help get kind of create that shift to a healing place. Sometimes it could mean canceling plans and just taking time to be with yourself. I think for me, sometimes being in the wellness world can get too results driven. And so sometimes as a practitioner, when you're experiencing your own stuff, you can be mad at yourself. <laughs> like, wait, why am I feeling this way? You know? So I think from in my own journey lately, it's been learning to accept times when I'm not feeling well and just surrendering to it. And then I find when I do that, it actually sometimes creates the shift to me getting on the path to feeling better. Jackie, we've asked you to share a truth or principle with us. Can you share your truth with our listeners? I, I'd say it's trust. Just trust that the next steps will be shown. I think that's one of my big things. You know, maybe it's just my way of 
talking myself off the ledge. <laughs> but that's my little mantra. Just trust that the next, just try to relax and trust that the next step will be shown. And then, you know, along with that, again, this is, sounds like an Instagram meme, but it's not the destination, it's the journey. And I have to say through pursuing massage therapy and then my foray into joint joint, I have met so many amazing people through all of that that have been uh, a really important piece in in my growth and my journey and I I made mention of growing up in a unique situation where I wasn't allowed to pursue secondary education that was an extreme religious environment and you know the one negative of extreme religion is that it creates an us and them vibe when I started to do massage give people massages I think one of the best pieces you know someone is there for care and getting to know people in that intimate way where you know they have their whole set of problems and things in life and seeing the sincerity of people and they're just trying to figure out their their life and their just gave me this incredible sense of we're all in this together we're all trying to figure out each day the best we can sometimes we make mistakes we do stupid things we get off course but we're really most of us are just trying to figure out one day at a time so many truly loving people have come into my life via massage and and the surrounding community and then that has even become more pronounced with joint joint the way people have supported me with trying to launch this little business you know people will give a shout out about the products and it just again it amplifies that feeling of you know, we're all in this together. And so it's the journey, it's the people you meet along the way. And that's the joy of being a human. It's not always the the end point. Jackie, thank you for taking the time to talk with us. We are honored to have shared the space with you today. Thank you so much for your time and energy. Thank you for having me here. It's been a real treat to hang out with you two. You know, I love you both, and uh, I do feel honored. Thank you for having me. Yes, Jackie, thank you so much for being here with us. Stay tuned for our next episode of Overexpressed and Out. In the meantime, join our free Substack on overexpressedandout.substack.com for pictures, links, prompts, and more. So until next time, stay well, find the joy, and we're overexpressed and out. Overexpressed and Out is engineered and produced by Roseanne Liberti and Jenny Burkholder. Special acknowledgments to the incredible talent of Raji Malik for the use of his song Rejoice, No Crisis from his newest album, Time of the Glowing. Find this song and others at rajimalik.com. Thanks to visual designer and artist Nicole Kurtz for making Jenny and Roseanne into a logo. Find her at nicolekurtz.com. Thanks to our listening community who connect us with amazing women and to all of you Overexpressed and Out listeners. Take a moment to share a review of Overexpressed and Out and find us on all your favorite streaming platforms. <laughs>